man, some unexpected things happened last night. Has really? that ever happened to you? What what happened? Unexpected things. Just things that I really wasn't. You know, I feel like I've I've been I've been kind of viewing things with things that I can't control as the fates. Okay, that's what just what I've been calling it. Mm-hmm. It's the fates. And uh, so I've been like, you know, playing. I was playing Among Us the other day. And my friends and I played for a long time. We played for eight hours straight. It was pretty wild. Okay. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and um, at the end of it, it was like I had just gone on a roll of like not getting an imposter, not getting an imposter. And I, I, I wanted to be it so bad because we just changed the rules to this new like hide and seek mode. It was really fun. And I, I didn't get to be imposter. And then finally, I was like, OK, this is the uh, this is the last this is the last game I'm playing. Or the next one's the last one I'm playing. And then I didn't get it again. And they were like, oh, man. Then I was like, but but no. Like, I even though I wanted to play another one just so I could get a posture, I didn't do it. Because I was like, don't mess with the fates. Don't mess with the fates. <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday, last night, you know, I don't know. I'm just not messing with the fates. And here I am. I didn't mess with them, and they still put me here. So, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. What would messing with them? <laughs> what would it look like? Yeah, yeah. What would messing with the yeah, fates yeah. look like? So that would be like if I said, "Oh, this is gonna be my last game," and then I didn't get imposter. So I was like, mm, "But actually," hmm. it'd okay. be like, mm. "Okay." So I think it's just kind of like you know, see what you're given, read the room, and then walk along. I mean, yeah, I get that. I'm usually the one to go. Okay, I'll play one more Among Us. I'll I'll do one more. <laughs> oh, I know. I I've, I've played video games with you before. Oh, uh, Connor, that, hear that that ASMR Can... coffee pouring. Oh. Can you hear it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> ah. Good you know, way to start the day. The day is with coffee. Yeah. Coffee. Tea. Yeah, it looks like some pretty good I, stuff. I'm still, I'm, I'm appalled. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like you've drank coffee today, Paul. I have not. No. I just, I appalls, it appalls me. It appalls me. There's, yeah. <laughs> I guess there's that look of when you don't drink coffee in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I suppose so. There's the 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 pre coffee and post coffee look, and I'm on the pre coffee look right now. You know what I've heard has a similar effect as coffee, as invigorating as coffee what is our intro music ah i i think so i think that stimulates the same parts of the brain as coffee does i I think it does too so why why Uh, don't we just go ahead and play that for yeah give a shot give a shot All right, so <laughs> today we got a new guest, uh, a new new guest. Why don't Why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, uh, I'm Dom. I host a podcast called Dom and Andre in the Morning, which uh, 
uh, contrary to the name, is not usually recorded in the morning, so I'm liking this this morning podcast vibe. But uh, it's a show about the show Community, um, where we're basically just going through every single episode uh, and basically doing a rewatch, talking about it. Uh, we get off topic a lot, like any podcast. Um, and then at the end, we try to do sort of like a hero's journey analysis of each episode. And we're trying to start to, you know, on top of our like weekly two and a half hour recording of an episode, we're trying to get some bonus episodes in there about a bunch of stuff. We just watched uh, Chevy Chase's old late night show that aired for 28 days in 1993. Um, and we're, we're trying to do, do more stuff like that uh, coming up. And, uh, you know, of course, most importantly, uh, my role is uh, as a friend of Connor's. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll uh, yeah, I'll have that show linked in the show notes, so you all can go check that out after this. Um, now I do believe Connor and I did bake up some questions to ask you. Mm -hmm. So you did, Connor. Yes. I'm just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making sure I wasn't the only prepared one here. Of course, I prepared this. Uh, do you, do you want to ask the first question? You want I I got two. I I'll have two ask the first question. Okay, See, I'll prove that I'm ready. Okay, okay, let's go. Let's hear it. All right. All right, I, I like doing this, rechasing re this kind of stuff with friends of mine. Dom, when was the first time you and I met? Ooh, um, oh, do you know? Like, is this like a correct answer thing, or I? No, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> it is. It is very much an answer that we have to agree upon. Okay. Um probably like formally had a conversation it almost has to be a party yes but i, I god I, I don't even feel like you probably have a better idea of what year that is uh -huh. um i <laughs> i want to if i'm if i'm gonna guess i'm gonna say 2017 yeah, 2017. No, 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 no. Uh, 20, 2016, 2016. I think. 2016. Early 20, or late 2016. Late, late 2016. So 2016 would have been the start of my junior year. 2016-2017 is my junior year of college. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think that's when it was. Yeah, and that was so my probably like, year. Yeah, that, that like winter. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's when I joined off the lake. Right. And I, I feel like it had to have been a party at off the lake productions, which is a group right. of Ohio state. It's the, is that, is that established group. in, in like the lore of this podcast? Is that, that group? <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah. It's, <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I think it's the first time, but now it is officially established though. Okay. Okay. So when it's yeah. mentioned in another 50 episodes, people will know. Well, see, I think, uh. I think that, and I, I'm not sure how much we can say about those parties. We're going to get like a cease and desist letter from from Off the Lake Productions for for like smearing their name and like oh, getting yeah. them. We don't, we don't have to go into any details. It was at a party. We were yeah, just a it was yeah. over just a party, party over coffee. An an unrelated party. Unrelated, an unrelated party. Yes, and yeah, yeah. And 
Dom and I, we just, I don't know, we just vibed. Yeah. And I think vibed. we just hit it off. I don't, you know. Yeah. Dom got a, Dom, man, I'm breaking this up. Dom has a band, man. This guy has a band. And my well, cousin, my cousin, you guys, the mystery team, right? Yeah, for, formerly. I mean, formerly. You know, we're, we're, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm up in the great white North these days. Uh, mm. so they, they sort of have spun off into, to a different band, which has ah. now kind of spun off into an even different band. <laughs> um, because now actually their, their lead singer, uh, moved away their, their lead singer, like after me. Oh. And, uh, now he lives probably down the street from you. Oh, well, no. I don't, I, I don't know where you live in Chicago, but no, he, yes, it's actually true. <laughs> is, that, is that true? Yes, he moved in with a friend of mine. Um, oh, really? Yeah, for real. such a small world. <laughs> for real, that happened. I was like, you guys like, have this the the exact same energy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember because we talked at one of your concerts. Anyway, I wanted to yes. bring this up because you have the song. What is the song? It might just be the mystery team. The like, the like first first song we put out. It's oh wait 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 bleeding on the way. Yeah. Bleeding on the yeah, way. Yeah, I forgot. So so you're at that uh, you were at that house show. I I yes. forgot about that. You're like yes. in the front row with like your overalls on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's really sad. I I have like I think all I have to like remember that show is like some Polaroids that my roommate took um because somebody told us he was gonna like take a video of that show and then just didn't like like he had his camera all set up and then we like mm -hmm. talked to him after the show he's like oh i no i wasn't recording this what do you mean <laughs> that's, so that's so funny what i guess like you know sometimes it's only you can keep it in the memory yeah yeah it, it makes it it makes it that much more mystical but yeah I, i'm trying to do some more music stuff on my own now but uh finding a new band has been pretty hindered by uh you know the yeah. the pandemic situation yeah, yeah we'll get into that that, that we'll leads to that. one of the questions that i i actually uh okay up, and that was what what have you just been doing during this whole pandemic and quarantine time what have some hobbies you you've picked up on or yeah yeah so it's each part of the pandemic has been so different like it's you know it it, it feels like a homogenous blob but it also feels like it's been you know i think i think it's this way for everyone but it feels like it's been five or six years of my life too yeah it feels like it's so been going on for quite some time <laughs> So so each era is is very different. Probably each month of the pandemic was was very different. Um when I first got home I was just trying to figure out how to be a grad student as as much as I could from home still without being able to like go to work and so it was like just trying to like remain focused and like catch up on a big backlog of like just reading and like programming and stuff I could do from home. Um, and then like, what are you going to grad school for? Chemistry. Mm. So it's, it's tough. It's tough not being, you know, in the lab. You're so used to that workflow, yeah. especially just like, you know, when you're a grad student, it's like, you just go in in the morning, 
you pack like two meals and you just plan that you're going to be there like the whole day. You're just going to live in your office. And um, and that's pretty comfortable, honestly. Like it's pretty easy to get stuff done when you just allot yourself a huge swath of time. Um, but when there's and then like you go home and you just chill, basically. Um, yeah, those and areas so are separate, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So being having having no separation, I actually found it was harder to stop working than to to start working. It was like once I got in a role, I found it really hard to give myself time to relax. Right. So then I started trying to balance that more. I started biking a lot. Um, you know, there's lots of places to bike. Um, you know, so I was just trying to like look at lakes, bike around, um, started trying to practice more, um, play more music. Um, and I've been just like having more time for video games, but, (laughs) but now, I mean, uh, around July, I went like back to lab and it's still, it's still sort of limited. There's like a lot of rules and scheduling to follow, but, uh. It's kind of like normal life, except there's just no... The only socialization is, like, on Discord, and... Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So it's just, like, you know, do my work, play music, and uh, go on Discord now, basically. Right. Especially as it gets cold and I can't go outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. All right. Connor, uh, you want to ask your second one? My second question is... Uh... What is your like, like not what's your favorite color, but like what's your favorite color right now? Uh, right now, yeah, like what, just what's what's like, like my my vibe right or yeah, you're yeah, you're, what's, what's your, your vibe, vibe color? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. What's my vibe color? Um, probably like a like a like a pale. I want to say a, uh, that sounds sad, but I'm I'm gonna say a pale blue. <laughs> like oh, okay okay yeah yeah As, yeah i was that's, uh that's cool i was not I was, not in like a depressing way though i was thinking this it's kind of blue kind of okay okay kind of cyan teal ish yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah i, I, I could i could be down with that yeah okay paulie you, you are you on the hop on the scion train the scion yeah. i i would probably say <laughs> it's a blue i would i would like to think it's a a neon light flickering on and off on occasion kind of blue Wait. So you're in, there's you're an, a there's I, vibe. there's an, an effect to my to my vibe. You know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, it permeates through the Discord call. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my last question. It's also a, a pretty simple one. Uh, and that's just what what is a movie that you like? Not what's your favorite movie. Just what's a movie that that you enjoy watching? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna purposely not say my very favorite movie then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, 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 that's fine. A, mo- a movie I like and that I think does not get enough love is the movie Rango, starring Johnny Depp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it. it's criminally oh, underrated. Connor. I think Rango's on Hulu if 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 you want to watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's on Hulu. It's Has Johnny Johnny Depp in it. Yeah. Yeah, John Johnny Depp is like the lizard. And it's oh, it's animated. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But it's it's a masterful performance by Johnny Depp because he's a lizard, or he's playing a lizard playing a different lizard because he's posing. It's actually uncertain whether Rango is the lizard's real name because mm. it seems like it it might just be a name he made up. 
Yeah. Ringo's so there's a lot of layers. Ringo's a very good. The meta, the meta awareness is like. Yeah. It's a very it's, good it's animated movie. With. The fact that it's an animated movie much makes me much more likely to watch it. Much more yep. likely. It's on Hulu. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. okay. Uh, are ready to do the Reddit question? Uh, so this is asked by user uh, CLT Dog 8 and uh, this is kind of in line with our spooky season, Connor. And <laughs> you know we gotta allow those people to prepare for Halloween just around the corner. You know, two two weeks off. And that is, what is the worst candy ever made? What what should they not made. be putting outside their front door for little kids to grab? Mm. So uh, first, I'd like to say that I think raisins get a bad rep. That's what I was cool. gonna say. No, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I was. No. That's I that's the worst candy right there. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, the worst is candy corn. Candy corn. Oh, oh yep. Wait, you're. Yep, that's what I was gonna corn say. Is really really nasty. Because you never There's know a... biting into it if it's old or new. Oh yeah. But it's, raisin nuts no. are also pretty bad. Can we But raisins can go in cookies. Raisins are good. I, I gotta say raisins are good. And raisins can be chocolate covered. They can be modified if if that's your thing. They can. So I mean so can candy corn. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I actually do agree with you there though. Candy corn even like I I'm not crazy about the taste of it in any way. It's just I think just I just like see a, there's a there's like a comedy sketch about this. I, I forget by who, but it's just like every Halloween you like forget that you hate candy corn and then you like see a bowl of it and you just like start grazing on it and you're like, wait, I hate this. Why that am I consuming of, uh, this? I, I don't know who buys it. That, that reminds me of Peeps. Oh, mm. Peeps are gross like, as well. Like, yeah, they just capitalize on being seasonal. Right, right. So it's like, hmm. But it is Easter. I mean, yeah, that's the way to do it. I mean... <laughs> You think about there are like seasonal candies for for each holiday. You got candy corn for mm -hmm. Halloween, which isn't the best, and you do got peeps for Easter, but also candy canes for Christmas. And candy canes are actually yeah. pretty solid. Yeah, so. Also, I think I heard I think I heard this about Peeps this year that they delayed production of Peeps and decided to basically take Easter off this year. Um, or or one of the holidays off because of the pandemic because they that didn't think insane. they were gonna like have enough sales. Well, I you know, if people, if it might have been it, pro it probably would have been this past Easter if I were to guess. Yeah, I think so. I remember I remember uh, those heart shaped candies around Valentine's Day. I think oh, like, the company heart, like that the made them that say got, love you on him. Yeah, the company say, like, love, okay. all the like little little things on them. The company that made yeah. them got bought out. So I think it was two years ago or last year where uh the the company that bought them wasn't able to produce them for that valentine's day so there just weren't any hearts candies that year and i think i think they oh, might be coming back the year with the least amount of love yeah oh it's so sad <laughs> but no Need to i show I, your love through terrible hard candy i can actually i can i can support the candy corn being one of the worst candies See, and the thing is with raisins, I don't think they're technically candy. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the no. the rate. What are they called? Uh, uh, like the little can, like the 
the one with the with the lady with the grapes in the background. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's a candy. I'm talking about raisinets. That's what I'm talking about. You get it at the movie theater. They're disgusting. Oh. I mean, you don't get them at the movie theater because do you find? <laughs> do you find them like if you go out trick trick or treating? Are you gonna have some raisinets in the end of your thing just by default? Like, is that if I were it? to find them, I would be very upset. Now, I definitely think that trick-or-treating, like, a couple times, like, the, you know, health-conscious, like, maybe a dentist or something would give you, like, some raisins and a toothbrush. Dentists would definitely give you, like, yes. a, a pack of, of dental floss or something. I could see that. <laughs> like, hey, hey try I'm, to... I'm I'm out of floss, so I would appreciate it. <laughs> God, he just goes to all the dentist's apartments in Chicago. Yeah, he's he's specifically targeting the dentist <laughs> to get his toothpaste and dental. Floss. He's like looking them up in the directory. Um, so Connor, you came up with today's topic, and this is this is all yeah. I got from you. And you said we're going to be talking about navigating friendships in quarantine. So why don't you? I'm just gonna let you take the wheel here, Connor. Oh, is this is this gonna be about Tinder? No, oh, well, it can be. <laughs> this is the Tinder episode. The, the, yeah, Tinder episode. The Tinder episode we've been waiting for. We have kindled the fire. <laughs> we um, have waited for this moment. It's right. Actually, it's you know, it's Tinder, it's Twitter, it's Discord, it's it's Facebook, it's it's this conversation right now. It's it's the conversations that I've been ha or you know people have been having with people um simply because of that distance um and i guess like a good example of this is so much of the life so much of my life i feel so much of quarantine life is by yourself so you're not you're not going to your friend's house um and seeing and i'm you know i've both of you know this i'm very extroverted um mm -hmm. so I, so i can i can like i thrive whenever i'm having a lot of social interaction and quarantine's been like, well, where is it now? Um, so my question is like, where is it? Where like where do you go whenever you need s someone to talk to? Whenever like the current the current vibes are not the right color. Like where 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 do you reach out to people, and where do people reach out to you? Okay. What does it look like? What does it feel like? Um, so I guess I'll go first. For me personally, uh, I obviously Connor knows this, and the listeners know based off of all the personality tests we have done over the past. <laughs> um, I am not the most social person, or I don't really require it necessarily. But I, I do agree, Connor. I have gotten that urge to want to go hang out with my friends. Um, and kind of luckily for me, I mean, I do work with one of my friends, uh, so I'm able to keep a communication with him uh, in person, which mm -hmm. is nice. My uh, boy, Ciro. Yeah, it, my boy, Ciro. Shout out, Ciro. Shout out, Ciro. If you're listening to this, if you're listening to this and you're painting right now, hey, I called it. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I still, you know, t get to hang out with Sierra every now and then. And a couple of my friends who are still at home and doing online classes, I'm able to hang out with a bit. But if I'm going to be completely honest, I get a, I get a majority of that person or interaction satisfaction through something like Discord or FaceTime. 
I mean, I, I FaceTimed Paul John yesterday for probably two hours. And, and by the end of it, I, you know, I was more than happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's in a situation like that, like facing time with a friend for two hours. That that's something that I wouldn't have been able, or not that I wouldn't have been able to, but it's a lot less likely for yeah. me to do because I could just instead go to a friend's house. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I, what something I've noticed is that like I I've started to reconnect with people who I was friends with like a while ago, like from high school, from freshman year of college like all of a sudden you know these guys buddies of mine who i've been taught who i had talked to every day it's kind of like coming back to that you know life separated us apart so we stopped talking but something about well what do we do now boom like discord is yeah. a great play for this yeah so, so i think it's twitter go ahead Don. yeah yeah so uh, this this is a good uh, a good topic. I think uh, I, I'm glad you brought this up because I, uh, I I'm glad to have a place to soapbox about this a little bit because I think I think at the beginning of the pandemic, like back in March, that was like really how I felt. I was like I felt it was a really unexpected benefit to that. You know, I, I had I had like a Zoom call with like every single person I've ever known, I feel like. Like I caught up with all of the people that I graduated like from off the lake with. Like um I had a Zoom call like with all of my like former roommates who I like haven't talked to since we moved out of our house senior year. Um you know, I started like I, I was like, oh, I won't, you know, be able to get to see all my friends in the area. But then, like, a lot of them, you know, we were just on Discord all the time. Like, I caught up with, with all these different people. And pe- people were just much more willing to, like, yeah, sure, let's let's set up a time to, like, do a Zoom call or whatever. But I think it's shifted way more towards, uh, especially, like, as as things got nicer out people were either going outside or at some point people just decided they were going to, you know, see their friends again. And so I think if you take it more seriously and you're more sort of straight edge about quarantining, Mm -hmm. uh, then you really get disproportionately punished in all this because now I, you know, I don't hear from anyone because it's easier to, it seems like it's easier for people to reach out to these like closer but maybe more even more superficial connections than to like reach out to maybe even people they have like a deeper relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's like a commentary on society. I didn't mean it to sound like <laughs> one, but uh, commentaries on society. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's that's been kind of a bummer. So I don't know if it'll change when people are like forced inside again and can't really go anywhere or mm-hmm. um, yeah. But it just seems like people people have let up a little bit. I for sure, because yeah, I, I mean, once it when it all kind of started, everyone was kind of forced into the same position. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're saying like people just had the time to schedule a call or or do a FaceTime because they had nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would definitely say in the past couple of you know two three months, it's definitely people are are going out quite a bit more. I would say, yeah. 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 
And Paul, you're living in rural, rural, rural town. Oh, you you know it. Are there are there masks in rural town? Ooh, it depends. <laughs> so, so okay. In like downtown kind of stores, like grocery shops, you'll you'll see them probably ninety five percent of the time in stores. If if people are walking outside, probably closer to. 40 percent um mm. that's not bad that's yeah not yeah, bad. yeah and then when you know i we live you know 15 minutes away from amish country and we went there last <laughs> weekend uh to to go to an apple orchard and i would say maybe uh during that whole trip kind of going around amish country maybe five to ten percent people were wearing masks so yeah yeah and it's weird because people have this idea or this concept that Oh, because we're out there, we're fine. Mm-hmm. Like my dad, my dad told me yep. he was at the gas station, and a guy came up and he goes, "Oh, do you know if we're in Amish country yet?" And he was like, "Yeah, we're, we're pretty close." He goes, "Okay, because then I don't need to wear my mask anymore." As if like the Amish cannot get mm-hmm. infected, and you know, it's just yeah. So weird I think stuff it's like that. I think it's very much that like when there's no longer like a government guideline, even people who mm-hmm. are sort of like socially conscious just kind of start to think it's fine yeah um but yeah i i mean i i would definitely i would love to like reconnect with people more often through i mean twitter like you you mentioned Mm -hmm. twitter twitter is like a great place to just sort of like it's just like a a good place to touch base and like make sure you're still friends with people Mm -hmm. like sometimes i'll tweet just to see like just as kind of like engagement bait for who is going to like this, you know? And when someone likes my tweet, I feel like that's some sort of tacit approval. that It's like, we're still, you know, you don't hate me at least. Mm -hmm. And you, you like me enough to show me that, you know, you think what I said is funny. Right. Yeah. It's it's not like we're best friends or anything, but it's like, we, if I hit you up, we could talk. True. Yeah. And it's different from like, say Instagram, because putting a photo on Instagram easily double digits at least yes like that's that's pretty much guaranteed for any post unless you have less than like 50 followers right Um, but on twitter likes are a lot harder to come by yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) a lot harder to come by you know isn't it weird how that inflation works like if you just post a nice picture of yourself people who like don't even really like you. We'll just, just hit that toss heart, you a like. Hit that heart button <laughs> yeah. and keep on scrolling. Yeah, because sometimes that... I see people go through Instagram in real life, and there are people who just double tap Do- everything. They, yeah, Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. I've it's seen true. that too. <laughs> but but Twitter, it's like people treat it like they only have a certain number of likes to give out. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like you're given mm-hmm. you're given like twenty likes to give out in a week, so you got to choose wisely. <laughs> yeah. Well, in a way, because like Twitter shows you. If I like a tweet, it's yeah. going to show you if if I yeah. like it. it. It'll and it'll pop up, and that's yeah. not dependent on me. I don't know if that pops up in your timeline. So all of a sudden, it's random like, say, for sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like say I really like this celebrity. You're gonna see this celebrity on your timeline now just because like you like their that's, that's tweet like, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's really you're putting your own reputation on the line when you. True. It, Instagram used to have that feature, but it was sort of buried, I think, mm-hmm. and they got rid of it probably because people are less likely to like things if they know people can, you know, see it mm-hmm. just in a feed. 
Yeah. Yeah. And Twitter also has like this almost elitist kind of you have to be funny enough. Yeah. You're not yeah. doing anything. Or no, so yeah, early early Twitter is just like, you know, everyone's just like, I'm taking a dump, you know, I'm going <laughs> I'm going to my friend's house. Uh -huh. And everyone's like, How is this website gonna grow? Now Twitter is like, you know, uh here's here's ways to battle systemic racism a thread yep. part one of 513 yep. which <laughs> which is great it's just like it's either people who are really serious like you know there are scientists on twitter that will have uh -huh. these big threads talking about their papers there's obviously tons of politics on twitter yeah. and then everyone else on twitter is just trying to be super funny twitter discourse is always so bad you look under like the top like threads of any big post and it's just people having an argument where they're clearly not understanding each other mm -hmm. and it could literally probably be resolved with a two-minute face-to-face conversation <laughs> <laughs> or a hug yeah yeah so twitter twitter is good in that like limited sense of you can you can kind of just keep your little circle of like these are the people who still think i'm funny mm -hmm. but not much beyond that well, there is actually, and Twitter is a place where I think this has happened for me, is sometimes I'll maybe know somebody, know of somebody, uh, have enough mutual friends with somebody to, like, follow each other. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I really, I vibe with your tweets. You vibe with my tweets. And, and all of a sudden, like, this this is almost like a new kind of friendship. And this yeah. This has happened with me a couple times with, it's like, like, I don't really know you. I, if, if, if. I don't, I don't know how your face operates, but, <laughs> but I like your political views on Twitter and I like how your humor too. And, um, it's, it's, uh, it's really, it's almost comforting in a way that this new friendship has formed because this is kind of like a territory where it's, it is in our generation. Like, this is a relationship that has happened because of the internet and only because of the internet. Like, my, my parents could never fall in love with someone on Twitter because they didn't have Twitter when they were falling in love. Still don't get on Twitter. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know that I've had that happen that many times or it's someone totally random most of i think it's 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 weird i've actually i've actually thought about making an account that is distanced from my uh real personality because i just seem stuck even like sometimes i'll tweet like the exact same joke before like some big account tweets it and then, like, some big account tweets and it's, like, a million likes or something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but apparently, like, a lot of people I know in real life just don't want to like my tweets. So, <laughs> um, so I have trouble getting, like, random people to follow me. Because, like, right. I feel like people probably look at my page and they're just like, you know, who is this, who is this guy who, who nobody likes his tweets? Um... <laughs> I just seem too much like a real person. I need to seem more like weird Twitter. I'm too um, real. You need to be yeah. more chaotic. Handle my truth. My yeah. Truth. <laughs> no, the only like random circle of followers I have is uh, um, 
there's this large community. This is going to sound weird, but for this Blink-182 podcast I listen to, um, and it's not worth going into the details of that, but <laughs> there's this weird fandom around this Blink-182 podcast, and I gained like 20 followers that are all like super nice to me online and uh, like because of this blink 182 podcast so sometimes you can find friendship in unexpected ways the other thing is i mean through my community podcast um the people who watch community are like the nicest people in the world oh yeah um just i mean so amazingly like genuine and i was worried like if i tweeted political stuff from the podcast account that we'd like lose followers and uh we haven't in fact i think we've gained followers Okay. Because just everyone like who watches community is pretty much like really down for social justice. Uh-huh. So I have found that friends don't have to be people you see face to face. They don't have to be people you drink with. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it it can start in, in different ways and can sometimes be a lot more like enriching and encouraging because they aren't worried about embarrassing themselves or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I still, yeah, I still prefer. I I think I like how we are. <laughs> we are make I, uh, you know, making lemonade with the lemons that we got. Um, but man, I do miss. I miss going out. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like. I I think I'm probably more introverted um you know i i was kind of like in some ways at the beginning of quarantine i was really happy that i could just like stick to myself and work (laughs) on my projects like Mm -hmm. and that socialization was on my time like Mm -hmm. it was like yeah we're having a zoom call at this time Mm -hmm. and it's gonna last this long basically Mm -hmm. um you know, it was much more regimented socialization. There was no getting carried away and like being out too late. It was just mm-hmm. like you want to leave and you just just leave. Mm-hmm. But um, I do find yeah. like as you're more deprived of it, like you know, I see people out on like a bar patio and I'm like, God, I wish that yeah. were me. Yeah. yeah. But I just like I can't bring myself to do it. Same. Yeah. Uh yeah. It's, it's something. <laughs> I. I. It's yeah. Something. Like I, I, my group of friends, they, they all hang out and I'm just on occasion just, oh man, I really wish I could join them, you know, tonight and mm-hmm. just kind of vibe, but it is what it is. Connor, it's the fates. You just gotta. The fates. It's don't the fates. Bring it back. Don't, don't mess with them. No, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I liked how you said like, you know, you'd seen somebody. And being like, ah, like, I wish I was that. Um, (laughs) But also, also, I think that there's something about this quarantine has been really revealing of character. And maybe like the fortitude that one has in oneself. And I know because as far as introspection, I've like made strides. I've, I've gotten so much like time to myself and to be at peace with myself, to balance myself and know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, I, I look out and I see, I see people who, you know, don't practice this 
introspection. And and I think evidence to that is the fact that they still go out. The fact that they're still having yeah. inviting seven people, seventeen people to their freaking. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, it's it's yeah. too bad because it's also it. I think what I thought it would be is people would get creative about how they spend time together. Mm. They would find, you know, more digital ways to spend time together or they would, you know, do events that could be done in like a socially distant way. But it seems like most people just don't. Yeah. Kind of don't have the fortitude and instead just choose the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, You know, because I think... I I mean I think it's worth worth bringing this up like you know my friends who are uh like trying to date like right now on Tinder cuz especially like you know more than ever I I don't know how you like meet people I don't know how anyone meets people in real life like organically you know romantically anymore mm-hmm. um and so I I I met my girlfriend on Tinder pre-pandemic um but my friends who are like trying to date right now on Tinder, I don't I, like. I don't know how you do it. Like, well, I think some well, of them I have talked about. I can. You, I can you, speak you've on. got it right now. I well, no, no, currently no. I uh, I had <laughs> okay. it. I had it though whenever I moved back to Chicago because I was like, ah, oh, and you know my roommate hadn't moved in, so I was like, I had this like desire for social attention, and you know this is another thing. You know the character of the people who are willing to actually meet up, and it's like. Mm. But wait a second, that's a red flag because I don't know how big your social circle is, and I don't want oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. endanger myself, my friends, because I don't like I don't know this person. I don't know how mm-hmm. often they wash their hands. You know, some people don't wash their hands before they eat, and you know that's just like something about something about like having that understanding between somebody. Um, so Tinder. Tinder, um, my friend Kai, he he said this very nicely, is a fuck app where nobody wants to fuck. <laughs> I I sort of disagree. I, okay. I actually think Tinder is better than people give it credit for. Uh-huh. Um, and I think Tinder is, can also be a place to make friends. I know lots of dating apps have tried to specifically Oh no! <laughs> yeah, you were go saying ahead. Tinder, Tinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I'll let you get back on your train. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I think I, I was, I was saying, like, dating apps have tried to make like a friend function, mm-hmm. but honestly, like, I like yeah, have. Bumble does that, for example. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Tinder just has the volume. Tinder is the Kleenex. You know, Tinder is the name brand. Like, mm-hmm. um, they're the Cheerios. This, yeah, so <laughs> I, you know, I think, like, if you do just want to, like, talk to people during the pandemic, like, just for the heck of it, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think, like, going on Tinder is a great way to do that. Like, if you just want to, like, chat with random people, and some people won't, like, want to talk, um, I think, <laughs> I I think it's a fair assessment, a, a fuck app where nobody wants to fuck. <laughs> Because it does seem that way. Like I, it definitely appears. People that are way. so, people are so weird. Like everyone wants to shroud like their intentions, mm-hmm. but sometimes if you're just like genuine with people in whatever it is you're trying to do, whether you're trying to just talk or whether you're trying to fuck, like, you know, 
you can get something out of it, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just gotta be. I agree with that. Upfront about it. Yeah, I think though when when it comes to Tinder, because I don't know what this person's voice sounds like, um, and I'm trying to like create a like a romantic attachment with them, it it really it really is hard to assess that because I've 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 met up with people from Tinder before, and the minute I met up with them, I was like. Mm, okay uh, i am messed up there we, we don't actually vibe we don't actually yeah vibe. Uh. It, that's such a strange thing and that's another thing that like dating apps keep trying to do is they keep trying to like have like a call function or like so you don't have to like you know put yourself at risk and like give them your number but you can still like f- figure out what their voice sounds like or or right. maybe check that they're not a catfish whatever mm. but it is so strange how there's this whole element that, and that's the same thing with if you make friends through Twitter and then like, you know, have like a discord call with them or whatever is it's so strange how over text you, maybe you don't even build a voice for them, but you just have an idea of their tone. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people just don't talk like they text. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And there's just something about like seeing a person's like face move as they talk and mm-hmm. there is some disconnection and some people are better at mimicking their mannerisms and their speech patterns through text, I think, mm-hmm. than others. That's true. That's writing. I, I think that writing, even academic writing, sounds like somebody's voice. Like if if you know what you're doing, I can I can hear your writing voice. Maybe I don't know like how what pitch your voice is but there, yeah. there's like a there, there's like a almost like a meat or a soul behind what they're saying um and i really appreciate that and that's something quarantine just being a writer like i i've had to really work on because now i only have words to talk to people like i only have written words to make that relationship and that's same like that's the same if I were to want to pu- publish a book like I have to express my emotion in a way that can be um interpreted or even like used as a faucet for somebody else to feel emotion and sure and the thing about quarantine if I'm taking like an asynchronous class and I have a creative writing professor like this is all I got. I own like my only weapon to show you that I know what I'm doing is the words that I put on a page. I can't talk and explain it. Mm-hmm. So that is, that is interesting. Like bringing up the point of like how people talk differently than they text, because I think in a lot of cases that's true. Um, but I'm trying to not make it true on my end. I don't know what <laughs> you guys, how, how, uh, how do you feel talking to somebody in a text like how much weight do you put on messaging people back the time you put into it like if it's just an emoji like what does that mean mm-hmm. like <laughs> i so i i usually do try to respond almost as immediately as i see the message because mm-hmm. uh, I, I i i don't like leaving people on red and if i do or like Maybe I glance and see the text message or I click on it and then I remember I need to respond to this later. The chances of me responding to it later are pretty low. 
because I just forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, as to like what I put into my text messages, it, it and this is I think how it is for most people, and that's it depends on which person I'm messaging. You know, I I was talking to like I said I was talking to Paul John the other day. And his roommate was saying he he saw the group message I had between him, Fenton, and Paul John. And he was saying that what what I read in that group message is completely different with how Paul John interacts with these other people. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. I, I think that is usually the case for me whenever I'm texting anyone. It's, you know, if I'm texting grandma, I'm going to punctuate my sentences and <laughs> I'm going to be pretty formal. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I'd say I do use a good amount of, I don't know if you call it like text abbreviation or uh, shortcuts. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do use them, but I don't try to overuse them because I do think right. the overuse of them does look a little sloppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm very conscious of when I'm having an extended conversation very very conscious of how i'm coming off and i basically try to make the words seem as much like what i'm feeling as i can because you know sometimes sometimes my my girlfriend will text me something and i'll be like are you mad at me she's like no why and i'm like your tone was weird in this message and she's like what what do you mean? It was like three words. And I'm like, I don't know. It was like just something about the punctuation and the like. <laughs> um, so or like, you know, in a more serious conversation, sometimes like, yeah, I'll like punctuate more or like capitalize more even like I, I'm I'm so conscious of these weird because when you are having long conversations like I don't know that that stuff matters like mm-hmm. whereas oh, if you're just like shooting the shit like I feel like you, you can use more abbreviations you can just shoot like you know more emojis yeah kind of, and... yeah, yeah um and I think like you have to you have to figure out what is most similar to your tone mm-hmm. you know maybe you're not an emoji person maybe you are just like an atonal like <laughs> person um yeah, I mean, I, I, I think those things are important. In terms of responding to people, um, I'm very weird about responses. I get a weird sort of anxiety when I have an outgoing email with no response yet or an outgoing text. Um, so I'll sometimes put it off for the reason that I need to wait until I can handle that anxiety burden. I feel like that sounds super strange, but it's like I I have to wait until I'm in the mood. I I completely get that, especially for email. I I, I definitely yeah, know where yeah, it's it's, from. it's it's definitely bigger for email. But if I'm sending like, you know, if I'm asking someone for a favor, I have to wait till I'm like in the mood for that kind oh, of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But otherwise, otherwise, I I think I. I honestly, I probably do ignore a lot of texts, to be honest. If someone texts me out of the blue and it's not like a super direct request that's urgent, I often leave that for a while or never respond, especially if it's like, you know, I had someone from undergrad message me and 
ask uh, if I know how to make LSD. I'm I'm never gonna respond to that. Um, <laughs> you like you know, street, so like you have to be from Breaking Bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you you know that how to do that, right? Yeah, or or someone like you know is like I I need some. You know, it's just like I feel like I get like every six months or so, I someone hits me up for a favor that from undergrad that I like don't want to talk to. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I'll give them one response and be like, yeah, I'll talk to you later. And then I don't, I don't get back to them. (laughs) I don't know why I do that, but it's because I feel like I have to be nice, but I also don't really want to help. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like at at the end of the day, you got to care for yourself. I, I think one thing that I do, I love, I, try to respond to everything and i don't i don't think time is that big of a factor so say so say yeah I, uh, I get a message and i just respond to you three days later i i think that is a continuation of the conversation and it's not like a hiccup it's not it's not like i put a huge dent in what's happening it's just like this is how communication with text messages with emails works um but, you know, something to hold myself accountable is like with iMessage, I have read receipts on. Same, same. So, so, so it kind of holds, it holds me accountable to actually responding because if, if this person knows that I've read it, then I, I feel like I have an obligation to go through because, you know, they took the time to reach out to me and I, and I, I try to, I try to extend that, I try to extend that courtesy. Now, I also don't think that, you know, having read receipts on, like, that can be a response. It's just that I read it. That's the, the res- all the response that I it's, need to It's kind of like, uh, it's filling in for, like, just a, a K or a, yeah. an OK. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. just the, the K. Yeah, that, that age-old K. And, yeah, and that's something where I, I always feel, like, more communication is what's gonna help me um kind of talk to you and and if i and i have my red receipts on let's say it's 723 and i don't reply like the red receipt says 723 but then i reply at 730 it's like i took seven minutes to think about what i wanted to say to you and i think that's that's a testament to the conversation that's being had um the importance like the the time that one is willing to put into this communication with others um it really is because like you know with writing a paper i always feel you write the paper 80 percent in your head and then the 20 percent is just the little literal writing of the paper it's Mm. it's a lot more brain work um and then you have then you have to transmit those ideas and that's you know it's tricky um but it's it's kind of like how much how much effort? How much brain power am I am I uh, willing to invest in this conversation? So and, that that actually really resonates with me about text messages. That's that's how I feel about it. I think is that and I have I have a lot of brain work to do. If it's not something I'm talk, not someone I talk super consistently with, I feel there's a lot of brain work involved mm-hmm. in getting back to them or reaching out to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then for. Uh, like when texting like people that I talk to quite often and I know Connor you're talking about like how do you 
express your your feelings or how what you're thinking clearly in, in a text message whenever you're in a deep conversation with someone that you know well and my answer to that is i usually just call the person mm-hmm. i i do mm-hmm. make I, I i do make quite a lot of phone calls i i really do enjoy that i i mean we went back to like when we talked about tinder just knowing the voice and hearing that voice it's yeah it's a whole part of that interaction that i makes it real yeah yeah yeah, so I I I, I really it's in enjoy your ears it. now. It's not just it's not just in the eyes; it's in the ears. Yeah. It's a different part of the brain. Yeah, I, I I really enjoy making phone calls, and and so that's that's what I usually result to or resort to if if I want to have an actual conversation with someone. For sure. And another thing that I've noticed with my with my dealings with my friendships is like, let's say I'm in um, how much how much of this is like how invested am i in to keeping this relationship strong or like keeping it progressing um and let's say i text somebody every day there's a little more leeway for typos there's leeway for (laughs) yeah yes for sure timeliness but whenever it comes to like let's say i was really close to this person freshman year college um and i don't want to disservice them by hitting them up with just a k by, by yeah. like, it, it, it almost feels like a you know like a stab yeah. at it because it's like what did this mean or where does this mean for us now mm-hmm. um and just getting back to friends it's it is hard i think you know? I, I think i uh i think part of why this is important is like especially now is sometimes how you interpret someone's intentions is how they make plans with you because a lot of times like texts normally are just a conduit to make some plan because really I think the only person you know I have a couple group chats but outside of those the only person I chat with like one-on-one I think is my girlfriend Mm -hmm. and I think other than that normally like messages are mainly to make plans and you can interpret how willing someone is to make the plans that helps you interpret what they want to do you know if they're constantly kicking the can down the road um or not making time that tells you something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but when there's no plans to make and you're just talking to talk it's a lot harder to like get that intention yeah. But that's where response time might become important to some people. But I think that's different person to person. Mm-hmm. I, I also agree with you. I don't think much of it when, unless someone's consistently taking like three days to respond, I don't think much of like a slow response. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Connor, you did bring up like, yeah, people you don't don't talk to anymore, like people that you don't necessarily feel the need to keep that connection with. Um, you're You're definitely whenever they do text you, you're more kind of focused in. And I will say like, you know, over the past eight, eight or so months, obviously, yeah, I, I have reconnected with a, a couple of people and have been talking with a lot of people more. Um, but I've also lost a couple of people as well along the mm-hmm. way. Like, you know, mm-hmm. some people have during this time just kind of gone and done their own thing. And I haven't talked to them in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's just, just how it has to be, I guess. But I I totally get you because, yeah I, w- with my one uh, group chat, we are all just, our 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 texts are kind of out of control at this point. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, like, 
And, and yeah, so this, these are it's it's myself and three people I graduated with from high school. While it, if I were to make another group chat, that would consist uh, you know consist of more people from my graduation class. I would be a little more you know dialed in and maybe right. not make so, as many jokes yeah. as I do. So probably the longest group chat that I've ever been in. I know what you're gonna say. Has been oh really okay I think well, the so. longest. Okay, the longest group chat I've ever been in is, and this is crazy. It was on, it's on an app, Google Hangouts, mm. which is like so long, so long. We've been getting news that Google Hangouts is dying, that it's going to shut down. But I think maybe the quarantine is Google Hangouts shutting down. They were supposed you know, to, news. but like Google yeah. Hangouts like is also going to be a different service. They want to, they want to transfer it to like a different kind of messaging service. But like Google Hangouts is one okay. of the most popular messaging services there is. So I don't, I don't. They might be reconsidering. Yeah, there, there are disadvantages to it. There's no dark mode. You can't mm. react to. Come something. on, no dark in 2020. Ah, yeah, no dark mode. <sighs> it's yeah. Uh, but you know, just to kind of dive dive into like this this group chat that i have it, it's between my brother gordon it is uh paul's brother ben and a mutual friend of all all of ours um darren and we are all in much different stages of life darren just had his first kid um with <laughs> his wife gordon is a newly married um Ben, Ben is out of out of college, and he's you know still building up that like what do I do now? And then me, I'm still I'm the student, so we are all in like this different you know emotional emotional like environment. But that's so interesting. We still like kind of take the time to kind of like invest into that, and yeah. I think there is like because I feel comfortable being vulnerable with them. Um, and part of that vulnerability is I literally don't have the time to read through the entire conversation that you guys had yesterday because one is about magic, the gathering, and I don't, (laughs) (laughs) but, but also like I do, I do skim it. I, I do like kind of see like where they are emotionally. Um, and I, and I put a lot of trust in them of like accepting me for maybe like my unpunctuality because it's, it's something Mm -hmm. that I I can always go back to. It's something that Mm -hmm. I, I'm really glad that we've had this group chat for so long because I want to go back to like 2013 to see what we were talking about. Is that, yeah. Is that how old you think it is started in 2013 or is it older? Mm, I know for a fact that we started group chatting and maybe it was on like text messages um when i was in high school uh because okay. i i've always had a, a pretty steady line of communication with both my brother and with ben mm-hmm. um and then somehow darren got thrown into the mix i think it's because <laughs> i think it's because we all played heroes of the storm together um which is like a moba game that's uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like League of Legends, and we don't play it anymore. <laughs> but it was almost like a, like that's what got me comfortable to hearing Darren's voice is playing video games with him, and 
there are times whenever like I would only play video games with Darren. Um, and Darren, because he's not my family member, um, it's really cool to see like how that relationship develops because he's he he you know he's a lot he's older than I am, and we went to while he was in high school, I was in elementary school, and the way that like our town is set up is there's this there's our high school, and then right next door is a private school. It's a Catholic school, um, and that's where I went. That's where. Paul and I both went a lot of like our whole family pretty much went to the school and I would be crossing the sidewalk because I'd have to go to a bus that, you know, stopped at Dover high school and Darren, I think he lived past the elementary school. So we would pass each other in the crosswalk <laughs> and he'd always be like, Hey Connor. And you know, I was, just, <laughs> I was like this elementary school kid, like, Whoa, this high school is like saying hi to me. And you know, at that time he was friends with my brother and uh, it's really cool how, like, we've been able to kind of create this, cultivate this friendship um, mm-hmm. because of how online it's been. And, like, the quarantine hasn't changed that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really, I, I think that it is very, it's remarkable because let's say, let's, let's look back at all the uh, letters that Mark Twain sent, right? trying to collect all the journal entries from Mary Shelley, these famous authors. And it's like, we, we love it. We, we love like, oh, we found, we found uh, Lord Byron talking to his buddy about like sex. We, we found James Joyce talking about butt-fucking his girlfriend. Like, ooh, this is saucy. <laughs> but now, but now because we have the internet, like when, let's say, let's say like somebody like, somebody has that like uh da vinci that um van gogh capability you know they don't come become famous until after they die and then mm-hmm. we f- get records of all of, like the g chats they've had and it's like but, yeah Yo, yeah people, this like, is what they talked about yeah, yeah yeah they're gonna they're gonna look back and be like wow he literally had a group chat about like his poops with his friends for you know five you know, years him and his like... four friends just kind of yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think my my parents my parents find it fascinating when I mention like my group chats like trying to explain like the dynamics of these group chats to my my parents because it's just something they have no frame of reference for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and especially right after high school, um, it was weird. My friends were like very initially scattered to the winds. Um. And then a lot of them just kind of ended up back in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And are you, from, are you from Columbus? Yeah, so I, I, I'm from Dublin. Um, okay, yeah. I know where that is. Yeah, yeah. The Irish festival is there. Yes. Um, and so a lot of them basically just like live in Columbus now, and that seems kind of like the just like the default Ohio State pathways. You either like. Uh, you either get out immediately and like never come back or you stay in Columbus for your whole life. It, it, it seems like there's almost no in between or you move to Chicago. I guess that's like maybe, you know, the, <laughs> the, the alternate yeah. call out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, um, everyone was initially like very scattered and very much dealing with that same life transition. And so our group chats were extremely active I would go to class and come out and have 
500 messages oh, you man. know in a 50 minute class oh, how, man. Um, how many people how many people are in this group chat oh like maybe at that time it's it's changed a little bit who's in it over the years but like maybe five or six. Oh wow uh, wow yeah i mean i guess basically i've had that with with some of my group chats where i'll I mean, I've had it where I've come out of class and I look at my phone and I'm like, what did I just miss? You know? Yeah. Well, it was just constant talk about like life and like struggling with this transition to college and, and being alone and being, you know, we were all in super different places, but experiencing like the same, a thing. lot of the same things. Yeah. And, and it's sort of disappointing because, you know, now a lot of them have ended up physically in the same place. And so now, I hear much less from them. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the upside is probably a lot of them are more mentally healthy now. True. And that True. was probably some of the impetus for just constantly being on their phones mm -hmm. was being pretty depressed. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know, so the occasional times now where I do go home and see them, um, they kind of feel like I've been in on the conversation and what's happening when really i'm not they forget there hasn't been that connection mm -hmm. whereas my friends who are still physically apart we still have like you know pretty daily like group chat talks mm -hmm. not to the same extent but mm -hmm. yeah 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 group chats are amazing i love them me too me too and i i like taking the step back to be like oh yeah i do have this steady group of friends even though like it's harder. The reminder is harder because it is through a phone. It's through an LED screen. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, there is this connection. It's like we both look at the same. Like, I'm sure, you know, this, this is an idea that I've heard. I've circulated with my friends that I've heard other people talk about is that, like, Twitter is its own place. YouTube, like a community on YouTube, whenever you the go to The communities are very different on each, each platform, yeah. yeah. And it's almost like it's not a physical location, but in a way it is mm -hmm. because like we're all looking at the same thing. feels like a place you're hanging out. Yeah. You're ha like when yeah. I, whenever I'm like watching a Twitch stream and, you know, reading chat, the, the mm -hmm. Twitch chat, it's just like a whole, you know, like people in the Twitch yeah. chat will have conversations with each other while the stream yeah. is going on. Do you guys watch a lot of streams? I do. Yeah. I, I've been getting into it. I, I watch okay. I watch streams on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. So, mm -hmm. oh wow, yeah, and they're they are yeah, all different so, communities, which is is really oh I I bet I bet no I've I've never been able to get it's it's I've always been interested in like streaming myself and I've like dabbled, but I've never understood exactly what people enjoy about watching it, so I can't myself. Mm -hmm. engage with it very well for I, me it's, I, it's, it's someone to hang out with yeah for yeah me, it, it, it's it's like i'm writing a paper tonight and i'm stressed so i'm gonna put on a stream of somebody doing artwork and yeah, yeah maybe casually having a conversation and it's like wow like there's something about it even though i know like you in a way like it's not reciprocated in the same way um because more like Let's say, uh, like this guy's toast. When his relationship with his chat, I feel like his is a little tricky. Let's let's do something like his is. Tricky. Let's say let's say like uh, well, I'd Saikuno. say like Saikuno with his chat. Yeah, yeah. He's a streamer. Saikuno with we his both chat like to watch. And it has Saikuno has um, 
fans and they and they almost are a collection of of like thoughts of ideas and like feelings towards Saikuno. like they have a relationship like of how much they love him of how they display his love for him i mean he does too like just the very fact that he's streaming and like willing to put himself out there is very Mm -hmm. you know vulnerable it's vulnerable in a lot of ways um Mm -hmm. and that vulnerability necessarily isn't extended but uh like on my end but there's so much appreciation that i have whenever i need somebody just to like connect to even if it's like over something silly like watching them play among us yeah or yeah whatever like i i do i do appreciate like how those communities have formed um yeah streaming communities are really cool mm-hmm. they can be violent too they all yeah i i have been in yeah i have been in some toxic uh streaming communities as well mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. definitely depends Psychunos is very wholesome <laughs> It is, yeah, and everyone has a crush on him. Everyone, yeah. literally everyone. <laughs> it's so funny. Like I, I have a crush on him. Like, like that guy is like so. Cute. He's he, so cute. He's just cute. He, he's just like the perfect human being. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's a nice guy. Well, do we have uh, anything else we want to touch up on before we go to the Would You Rather? Take the extended silence as a no. no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so the, here's the would you rather okay would you rather work at the night at the museum museum <laughs> as if like the things came to life you know yep. during the night time Robin Williams is Theodore Roosevelt that, that whole spiel so, I have surprisingly actually seen this movie I'm not a movie guy, yeah ha- have you movie. both seen the movie <laughs> night at the museum ooh I think I did as a kid. Yeah. Uh, just to briefly explain it, Ben Stiller, he's the night guard at this museum. You know, Dick Van Dyke's the movie. He's really cool. A lot of cool actors in it. But pretty much what happens is during the nighttime, all the, uh, uh, you know, yep. characters Everything comes come to, to life. life. The, the, skeleton, or yeah. the skeleton of the T-Rex, the wax museum. Yeah, the... Every, everything comes to life. And they have that that knowledge and, and history with along with yes. them. Yes. Right? So either work there, so it has its risks and it, its benefits. It'd be pretty cool. Or just work in a, some kind of normal business-related job where you get to travel the world. Hmm. The latter. I'm, I'm the latter, for sure. I, I think I'm also going to go the latter. Yeah. The uh, Traveling the world. There's something that is so inherently human about travel that I think can't it cannot be replaced because it teaches you so much. Um, there's so many like religious texts that say the importance of travel. There's so many novels that I've written or that I've read that mm-hmm. like talk about how it's, it's the great equalizer. Um, take Don Quixote, for example, you have these like noblemen also next to poor. You have a knight errant who is also next to a prisoner. And it's like, it's like a place like that is inescapable. You have to interact with this person. Whenever you walk onto the subway with somebody, that is a community that you are inherently a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's regardless of class almost. Well, it is class dependent in some ways. Like you're not going to see Jeff Bezos on the subway. You but... never know. <laughs> That's true. You, you never know. know. But it is, it is an equalizer. Like inns, hotels are like this equalizer that, that people have. Um that I really appreciate. And I think travel travel is like 
one of the essential like parts of like discovering who you are in yourself, who you are in society. And mm-hmm. um, of course it'd be job dependent. Like I don't want to do finance and it even if just, it is in yeah, Berlin, yeah, yeah, that's fine. like <laughs> it's just some business job. You can get what it is. Like if I'm, if I'm like writing somewhere or like giving, you know, poetry readings, sure, then sure, yeah, I'm yeah, all yeah. for it. <laughs> um, what do you think, Dom? Yeah. I mean, there's just something that's like so inherently like romantic and somehow somehow like very this sounds counterintuitive but like very american about like the just like traveling the world and kind of like being on your own and like forging your own path like around the world and um and to the night of the museum thing i'm i'm frankly you know it's much more insular even though you'd learn a lot and uh frankly i I, i'm too scared of like the t-rex and all that Mm -hmm. that's true (laughs) but uh yeah i i I mean i've always wanted to i also like you know anytime i've moved to a new city so really just like twice but or or even just on a vacation i love that feeling of just walking around and being like a fly on the wall and you can just like walk in somewhere and not worry that you're going to run into anyone you know um you can just kind of be whoever you want to be um and not like have as much of that back of your mind like who's going to see me like who's going to you know like judge me you can just mm-hmm. be who you want to be basically mm-hmm. have um, have you ever played the walk sign game no what's that so this this is whenever you're in a new place you're in a new city, you're in a new environment, and you go on walks just to be aware with your environment. And you're walking down the street, and you come to a fork in the road, you come to an intersection. It's like, I don't know where to go. I'm not really going anywhere. Uh, and then it's just waiting for whatever the walk sign is. It's it's Oh. It's like following the fates almost. It's it's like yeah. you know, this is what probability <laughs> tying them back together. Yeah. This is what probability hit me with, so I'm gonna go down Fullerton today. I'm gonna go down um Dayton Avenue. Like I'm it's just the way that like the ball rolls and kind of like I've definitely that... gone on walks like that where it's just like I'm yeah. just gonna go where my feet take me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, as now, Paul, for what do you think? Yeah, yeah. as for the, the question, and I, I do agree with what both of you said. You both had very good points. And I, I do love travel and I think it is essential, like you said. But as the butt part. I knew I knew <laughs> you were gonna have Listen, some listen, kind of if I could museum. think about just think about you have all these cool figures of the past. I could, you know, let's say there's this uh, wax figure of I don't know, Cleopatra, who knows? And then during the nighttime, I can sit down and just have a conversation with her, you know, uh-huh. and, and we're because this is how it is in the movie. We're basing it mm-hmm. off of that. When they come to life, they have all that knowledge of who they are. Right. So I'm talking mm-hmm. to Cleopatra and I can, you know, really ask her anything or talk to, you know, Abraham Lincoln or I just think the like just sit down experiences I could have. Like I'll go go drink a beer with uh I don't know. I, I literally anybody. Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. yeah. Like I yeah. just think the the amount of I I'm not even necessarily interested in 
maybe learning a lot just to mm. hang out with these people who are important enough to be in a museum i think it would be really cool now now paul paul i want to i want to argument a counterpoint to that okay so important enough to be in a museum my question is who decides that so in mm. a lot of ways that is true um, that is true see i my counter my counter was going to be uh you're going to be it's going to get old real quick when you find out they all have extremely problematic views by today's standards. <laughs> so what do you, how, how do you, you think about it? You don't, you don't believe in women having rights. Interesting. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah. You're having a conversation. Uh, oh, mm. You have you're slaves. I don't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I still think you could have a lot of fun with it. I think so too. And I, and I think there's definitely value in that like conversation with the past. Um, yeah but again i want to kind of develop my my counterpoint is is like that conversation with the past is you know who is the one writing history right now right now we are kind of overwhelmed with a lot of western culture mm -hmm. uh we 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 give a lot of credits to philosophers say in the enlightenment okay but they're they didn't really make that many advances um because they were already there like one thing that happened in the Enlightenment, um, I believe, and fact check me on this, is like the introduction of washing your hands because the plaque, the the plague had just happened, and afterwards they um, they came to like this. Oh, if we don't want to get sick, just wash your hands and it'll kill the virus or bacteria. I I don't know exactly, but this is something that's other cultures like, especially in Africa, because they've already known this. The first. Mm -hmm university in the world was from Timbuktu but then the French came in they burnt all the books they killed all the scholars and they removed the the culture the the humanity from this people and forced them into slavery yeah so these people and then let's say these French people are the ones writing the history book hmm who are they going to show me who are they going to yeah give credit to ideas to theories to calculus like who who really is the 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 inspiration like you know shakespeare for example that man just pulled on other people's works but yet we we give like this romeo and juliet like we're like yep that's the original love story but that was 400 years ago humans have been on this earth for over a quarter of a million years yeah 250,000 years we've been mm-hmm developing but, and building culture and art but having a conversation happened. with shakespeare would be really awesome <laughs> true yeah yeah true anyway it might be hard to talk to him <laughs> it might be yeah i might have some troubles processing what he's saying um yeah you, you get used to it yeah yeah I, I think over time um anyway i think i think that's gonna do it for today's episode uh dom thanks for joining us that was a lot of fun thank you for having me um, it was very nice to reconnect with you, Dom. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we uh, I will have uh, his podcast, Dom and Andre in the Morning, in the show notes, so you can go check that out after this. Uh, I, I recommend it, too. I I love community, and I think it's crazy how you're talking about the, the community of community. Cause it was <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking about that when you said it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to make the joke, but... <laughs> But yeah, I think that that is a strong and it is a supportive community. And I, I like that you're, I, I, I have a lot of respect for people who spend time there. 
and yeah um definitely check him out yeah all right well there's my, there's my endorsement yeah <laughs> stamp of approval <laughs> um all right well i guess we'll see you next time yeah thanks for tuning in yep bye bye <laughs>